I mean, I've listened to him as he's been on the radio growing up. Yeah. Um, and um, I have friends who are super fans, um, but uh, I never, I never got to that level. Yeah. Um, so all of the songs he was playing for the Super Bowl were all of his hits. Yes. So I knew all of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, wh- what really drew me in, though, was that um, he had so much energy it was impossible not to be excited about it yeah to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast, all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, but today we are not on the Bruce Springsteen train. We are taking what we call a B-side episodes, where we explore other musical um, artists, genres, and today I am so pleased and happy to uh, have Perry Adams joining me. Hi, Perry. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so we have a mutual friend. We um, do. And so he reached out to me. He said, hey, uh, a friend of mine is um, work has started a Kickstarter to, um, you know, to promote an album. Would you want to have her join me? And I'm like, well... Hey, I'm all about music. That sounds like a perfect, uh, ch- you know, uh, perfect, you know, selection like peanut butter and uh, chocolate together. So I am so glad you took some time to talk to me. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I've done um, Phil and I went to high school together. And um, so I've, I've done his podcast before and he was kind enough to put us together. Yeah, so. good. Well, I always like to start at the beginning, Perry. So talk about growing up. Uh, where did you grow up at? And what kind of was your, were you in a musical family? Um, so I grew up just outside of Pittsburgh in a town called Irwin. Um, 
slash North Huntington. Um, it's sort of a, a, they're two separate communities, but also the same community. So, um, but I, I grew up, my dad was a huge fan of doo-wop and, um, that style of music, um, along with like the Eagles. And, um, my mom was really big on pop music. So I got a little smattering of everything, um, which made me very, um, eclectic. And then, uh, I got the theater bug when I was very small. Um, so I grew up loving all things musical theater and pop music and, um, uh, the, all the fifties music and, just branching out into everything. Um, there was a time when I even really loved rap music. Um, so that was an interesting time. (laughs) Um, Perry, could you do, what are some of your favorite musicals? Can you, can you limit it or is it too many? Uh, I mean, I can limit it. I do have a lot of favorites, but, um, uh, my I don't know if I have a favorite of all time, but um, obviously I love Wicked because Wicked is amazing. Um, But my favorite musical growing up was The Secret Garden. Um, Just, it it just moved me. And I, um, at the time I was, I was very, um, very much a soprano and, they have some beautiful, some beautiful soprano pieces in there. So, um, I was very into the secret garden. Um, but you know, as musical theater has evolved through the ages, um, we're more into the jukebox musicals now. Um, but I, I do tend to love more the original musicals. So wicked, uh, was, I mean, I saw wicked four times, three times on Broadway and once in London, um, which I feel like is a lot for one musical. That That is. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. So I get you might be able to consider that one my favorite, but mm-hmm. I've seen so many musicals that I absolutely adore um, that um, it's hard to say that for sure. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't want to limit myself. <laughs> no, no, no. Um... <laughs> Did you, uh, were you able to see Laura Benetti, uh, ever perform the role from that? Um, she's one of my favorite TV actresses and I was, I was just looking, she, she played that she's done a uh, secret garden at times. So just, just thought maybe right off hand. I'm not sure if, okay. because, um, mostly when I saw the secret garden, it, I was much younger. Okay. So, um, my memory has faded. <laughs> I, I understand that totally. I totally so, do. I, I'm not um, sure. <laughs> so um, I'm going to jump ahead, but have you watched um, on Netflix Springsteen on Broadway? I have not. Um, I actually just recently um, learned that he had his own Broadway musical, uh, yeah. which is pretty exciting. Um yeah, uh, so I saw him. I can I can say this. I saw Bruce Springsteen only one time. Yeah, uh, I I've been uh, we'll call it a peripheral fan for a very long time. Um, mm. 
and uh, I got the opportunity to see him when I went to the Super Bowl. Um, oh, nice. So you got like, to do that. This is a nice combo. Yeah. I get to go to the Super Bowl. I get to watch Bruce Springsteen. This is awesome. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Well, um, after the holidays and the Kickstarter, um, and when you're not busy recording the album, I would love for you to watch it and then join me again and from a theater fan, yes. uh, you know, give your perspective because, you know, at best you're a casual fan. And to hear that, I, I would be, I think it, or I would love to hear it. And I know my listeners would too. So, Absolutely. okay, good. It's a, it's a date. Um, <laughs> so I know, and, and please stop if these are cliche songs, but cliche questions, but have you always written or was it something you, you know, just came from second nature or did something inspire you to start writing songs? Um, I've been writing since I was very young. Um, so when I was in, it was either kindergarten or first grade. Um, there's a, there's a program or there was, or there is, I'm not sure if it still exists, but there was a program when I was, um, in kindergarten and first grade, um, called cultural arts, um, for school, sorry, schools. Um, and it was all about, I mean, it was a competition, but, um, you, and you could enter in any sort of format. Like one year I entered for photography. Um, but the very first year I entered because I wrote a song on the piano called the little Indian which is completely not PC at this point in life, but <laughs> I was in kindergarten and I called it yeah. the little. <laughs> yeah, You're <laughs> so. forgiven. Absolutely. Um, how very cool. Yeah. Um, I actually won one first place and I was very excited. Um, yeah. But then uh, after that, I didn't really write music again until um, I had focused more on poetry um, throughout my, um, school years. So I wrote a lot of poetry. Um, and, uh, as I was getting into college and going out into the world, um, it was on my, uh, to-do list to write songs, but I had gotten away from playing the piano. Um, and I no longer played the violin. So, um, I, I had all these ideas for lyrics and melodies, but no way to really write the music for it. Um, and so I, um, I, I had talked with a friend of mine who was a singer songwriter and asked him if he might be able to put chords behind my, uh, my lyrics and melody. And I got a hard no from him. <laughs> so I decided, okay, well, if I can't get somebody else to do it, then I will learn how to play the guitar and I will write it myself. Um, and that's basically what I did. And, and I basically retaught myself how to play the piano. Um, and as I was, um, as I was growing up, I was never able to play the piano and sing at the same time. And for some reason, it's just when I'm trying to play somebody else's music. If I make my own arrangement of that song or I'm writing my own song, I can sing over it. But 
when I try to play somebody else's arrangement. <laughs> I think my brain is trying to do too many things. So <laughs> nothing over top of it. <laughs> um, uh, you know, yeah. I, I could see that it is, you know, you're trying to remember, you know, the chords and how to move the fingers and to talk yeah. and do that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so, I, I love that you do remember your first song. That was one of the questions I was going to ask you. And um, so you decide that this is something you love to do and you're doing it. Uh, you, you you kind of taught yourself um, guitar. You, you re, I, I take it you dusted off your piano playing skills and, did, now, yeah. and, and worked on that. Um, what... Um, what, where did you, when did you decide, yeah, I want to start performing not just for myself and just not to make this, I've got this internal voice speaking to me, but this is, I want to get this out. So did you, did you start playing just for friends or family? What, tell me a little bit about the journey. Um, well, I basically came out of the womb singing. Okay. Um, so that's like my first love in life, um, is singing. So I have been, um, I've been performing as a singer since I was very, very little, like church choir and, um, anywhere I could get on stage, I was going to do it. Um, so, but for, um, for singer songwriterness, um, I had, I had done the, the, musical theater journey where I went to school for musical theater and, uh, I, um, I had moved to New York and I was auditioning for things. And, um, I had gotten to that point where, um, I wasn't able to pay rent and eat. So, um, that limited my time for being able to audition because I had to take uh, a nine to five, um, which, you know, usually auditions in New York for all the cattle calls that I was going to, um, you'd get up at 6 a.m. to be in line for a cattle call that didn't start until 10. Yeah. So a nine to five doesn't really drive with that. Right. And uh, as I was trying to figure out how to live life without auditioning for things, um, I thought, well, I'm, I'm trained for three things. I'm trained for singing, acting, and dancing. What of those three things can I not give up? And singing is what I couldn't give up. And so I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll figure out a way to do that. Um, so I, I had worked with a girl group um, where we were singing covers of songs, and that was fun. Um, but I had started meeting all of these singer songwriters and I was like, you know what? I have all this poetry and I did write a song at one point, but I didn't have a way to accompany myself. And then, um, so then once I learned how to play the guitar and I started writing the songs, I was like, Hey, well, next step is to play them out in public. Right. Absolutely. Um, so, um, I, I just started, I said, all right. I've got two songs of my own that I've written. I can, I can play a show. I can just play the rest of the songs as covers. Um, and that's exactly what I did. So, um, my first show in New York, um, was at a, 
a bar called Bar 369, I think it was. Um, but uh, it was, you know, just a little divey bar. Right. Where, where I, I played the guitar and sang. And, um, they happened to have a really out-of-tune piano there, so I got to play the piano, too, so that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, I mean... From there, I, I feel like I've grown a lot. Yeah, uh, I've I've included the ukulele in in my setup of things. Um, so uh, I just I needed to be able to sing. Um, yeah, and whether whether that's at karaoke or in front of large crowds of people, I will make it happen. Yeah, Perry. About how often are you getting to perform live? Um, right now, not as often. Well, that's sort of not true because I'm with a Carolyn group for the holiday season. So, um, that's happening several times a week. Sure. <laughs> um, but, uh, performing as a singer songwriter, um, uh, once every couple of months, okay. um, to really be prepared for a show and, um, give the audience, you know, something yeah. to talk. So you're, um, you've started a Kickstarter campaign. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. So, um, I started a Kickstarter campaign to help me fund the rest of the making of my second album. Um, so I, I, I've started to run out of money once I got through the recording process, um, and paying all the musicians to play for me, um, uh, I I've gotten to the point, like I'm two years into this project. Um, so I thought, you know what? I have a community of people out there who have asked me for more music and I really want to give it to them, but I'm going to need some help. <laughs> so, um, it, it was my way of just asking for that additional help because I need to be able to make the CDs and get the mixing mastering done and get the, um, the art for the, um, the cover and, and things and to do like a PR campaign to try and, um, get the, the rest of the masses to hear my music. Absolutely. Now you mentioned your, Second album. What was your first album? My first album is, um, it's a little EP called Puzzle Piece. Um, okay. So it's a small collection of the first songs that I wrote. Um, and, um, I mean, it's it's on iTunes and Amazon and all those fun places and Spotify. Um, so, you, I mean, they're streamable. Um, yes. but it's a, so that first EP is more piano based. Mm -hmm. Um, and then this new album is, um, it's half ukulele, half piano. Oh, fun. Um, so it's, it is definitely a lot of fun. Um, it's, it's a little bit, uh, eclectic, uh, as far as, um, song arrangements. So, um, it should give everyone's ears a little bit of a tickle. Yeah, and what's the name of the second album? The new album is called Whiskey Aftermath. So tell me where that title came from. Um, so it's it's one of the songs that I wrote. Um, I 
am a huge fan of whiskey. Um, <laughs> so I, um, I had, I've been through a number of relationships in my life. So, um, I, I had just gotten out of a relationship, um, with a, a man who is still my friend, wonderful person, but we figured out that we really wanted different things. And no matter how much we tried to make it work, it was not going to. So, um, you know, we broke up and I, this, the song is really about trying to love someone who wants different things from you. And, uh, there's really no way you can make it work, but, um, to go back to being friends. Okay, very nice. Um, yeah, I, the, um, your Kickstarter, um, I really love it. it immediately you talked about, uh, you know, I dreamt of the perfect prince sweeping me off my feet and happily ever after. But like, fairy trails sure. don't always come true. And, um, I, you know, that immediately uh, captured my thoughts. Um, so now that I want to ask you about, um, is, is bourbon your favorite whiskey? I um, am partial to Jameson. So, okay, Irish, so Irish whiskey. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. Yes. Uh, but I, I have gotten, um, an education, I think, um, in Irish whiskeys in general. And then, um, for a long time, I didn't like scotch because it was, I thought all scotch tasted smoky. Um, yeah. and then I went to Edinburgh for my birthday last year Okay. and got a whole experience there and like just blew my mind because there's actually five different kinds of scotch yeah. I'm like oh wow mm -hmm. um so now now i i can drink some scotch um but i do love bourbon as well yeah so my wife and i and of course there's a bruce tie because there's always a bruce tie um <laughs> Back in, and my listeners are going, yes, we've heard this, Jesse, we heard this story. But in 2012, my wife and I uh, were talking about we wanted to take a vacation together. It had been years, probably over 10 years, since she and I had gone on a vacation without the kid and, like, without another couple, just her and I. And so we were talking about what to do. And um, in September of 2011, my father had died. And he he was buried in Kentucky, and um, and at, at the veteran cemetery up there, and um, the gravestone had been, you know, they had put up the gravestone, and we were talking about it, and I, I said, I've got a plan, Linda, and she goes, Okay, what's your plan? I said, Well, Bruce is touring with the Wrecking Ball tour, and he's not coming anywhere close to Texas, but he is coming to Cleveland. So why don't we drive to Kentucky, see my dad's gravestone. We, at the, when we were there for the funeral, she had picked up a Kentucky bourbon trail pamphlet because there's all these distilleries in Kentucky, right, that make bourbon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, and if you go to all of them and they give you a little passport and if you get all of them stamped, you get a free T-shirt. So, and you get to sample all the bourbon. So I said, we'll drive up. We'll go to part of the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. We'll go up to Cleveland. I have a friend there, you know, Tom, you know. We'll stay at Tom's house. We'll go see Bruce. We'll go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We'll come back. We'll finish the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, and then we'll come home. 
we called it our Bruce and Bourbon tour. And um, so Bruce since Chris. yes, so <laughs> since then we have done the Kentucky Bourbon Trail probably four times. Wow! Uh, and and we just we love it. Um, and so I always um, you know, I think about that because you know, um, you know, um, you know, um, all bourbons are whiskey, but not all whiskeys are bourbon. So uh, my brother-in-law is a big Irish fan as well. And uh, there was this nice couple. We were at a at a the Kentucky um, the Kentucky um, general had this kind of this uh, bed and breakfast, and they had this dinner. And he uh, the colonel, and he looks just like Kentucky Fried Chicken, you know, <laughs> Colonel Sanders. And he he like he went out and pulled mint from the yard to make a mint julep. Everything was homemade. And we, it was us and another couple, and the other couple were from Scotland, and he had had over 300 bottles of scotch that wow. he collected, you know, and some of them really expensive. Um, and so that was kind of a fun thing for us to talk about because, you know, the closest we've ever spent is, you know, 150 on a bottle of bourbon. And then Linda stares at it like, do we bear open it? <laughs> You're like, can we open that now? So anyway, sorry for the side. I, I just love the whiskey aftermath. It, it, it presents an image in your head right away. Of, you know, um, because you can just see um, that not necessarily the heartbreak, but the moving on, you know, you, you don't celebrate with beer or wine. It's, it's whiskey. And so I immediately love the title of the album and am looking forward to hearing this kind of journey. So um, tell me a little bit more about the record. Oh, the record, um, all the songs are based on um, different forms of love, um, whether it be um, one of the many breakups I've gone through <laughs> or, um, or learning how to love myself just as I am, because um, that's it's not an easy process um, for anyone. No, it's so. not. So um, I was inspired to write write a song about that, um, and you know just that constant because there are so many different forms of love, whether it be romantic or uh, familial or um, friendship, um, and there's a struggle in every single one of those. Um, that seems to be what I have a tendency to write about. So I'm just going to embrace it. Um, so, uh, that's, that's where, uh, the root of the album lies okay. in all of the, the forms of love and the struggle that we face. All right. Um, so talk to me about the different tiers, uh, share with us, um, you know, what are the different levels of support uh, we can give to the Kickstarter and what are some of the rewards you can get? So um, we have anywhere from $5 all the way up to um, $5,000. So any, anywhere in there. Um, 
support more. If somebody wants to give me more, that's fine. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying no. Um, but, uh, so $5, I will do a, uh, unicorn dance party in my living room. Um, I am a redhead, uh, and, uh, I like to consider myself a unicorn because we are only 2% of the world's population. So I'm basically a unicorn. Um, so I, for $5, I will do a solo unicorn dance party in my living room. Awesome. Um, listening to Dancing Queen by ABBA. Um, Perfect. And then, <laughs> um, you know, we have uh, a couple of different tiers for um uh, there's a $15 one for a digital download, um, slightly more for uh, a signed CD along with the digital download. So with every tier, you get um, the digital download and the signed CD. So anything above the signed CD and digital download, you get both the signed CD and a digital download with anything above that. Um But uh, there's a tier with um, original artwork. So I will paint a canvas for you. Um, or, uh, uh, there was another one for, um, I'm a big crocheter. I really love crocheting. So, um, I will knit something cozy for you of your choice. Um, you know, a hat and glove set or a scarf or, um, a sweater. Um, so you can be wrapped in love anytime you want. Um, uh, there's the um, uh, the live concert experience. So um, I'll give you two tickets to any concert um, that you want to come to, or if I'm coming to your town, two tickets ready for you there. Um, and uh, we've got another tier for um, a house concert. Um, so any anywhere close to Pittsburgh is a lower tier than traveling outside of Pittsburgh, since I'm currently based in Pittsburgh. Um, yeah. but, you know, house concerts are pretty awesome. You can have all of your friends over and uh, uh, just to have a party and I will sing to you all. Um, and uh, so there's if you want to have your name uh, on the credits, that's another tier. Or if you want to. um be an executive producer um, and have some creative input into the album. Um, that is, is also a possibility. Also, you could uh, donate without a reward, but, you know, totally up to you. Yeah. And, and I really do um, this, you know, the, the, the video you had shows a little bit of your music. I'm, I'm now going to go download um, your EP and, and check that out. Um, but I, I really love your voice. I, I think your personality is really cool. And so I, I think this, this is going to be fun. I think it's going to be a fun album and in, in your sharing of yourself. And I think that's really, really cool. Um, so go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I said that is very kind. Thank you. Okay, very nice. So you're off to a good start. You still got 21 days to go. I do. Uh, yeah. And um, so um, I, we're going to get this out right away. Um, so if you can pledge, you know, you know, any amount uh, just to help support live music, you can. Um, you can go up to, um, you know, like I did. I went ahead and got 
the um, I wanted a physical um, CD, so I pledged that level. Um, so we're gonna you know start there, and if you can't pledge, then forward this on to your friends um, because. You know, it's it's the whole phone tree philosophy. The yes. more people that know about it and get a chance to see this, the better it's going to happen. The more people that click on the link to the Kickstarter, um, the more Kickstarter wants to put me um, in front of more people. So the more people click the link, the more people watch the video, um, uh, the, the better my project will do in the Kickstarter rankings. Um, so even if, even if you can't donate any dollars, if you'd like to share the project with people, that's golden. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have any influences that you feel like, um, you play the ukulele, so, uh, Amanda Palmer, maybe, uh, Delightful. I guess. Uh, any other musicians that have influenced you? I mean, so many. <laughs> um, I right now I have um, a huge love for Sarah Bareilles and Brandy Carlisle. Beautiful voices. Amazing musicians, beautiful voices, like just incredible. Um, and uh, so th those are sort of my two favorites right now, but I've ranged anywhere from Aretha Franklin to the Dixie Chicks to John Mayer to Gavin DeGraw to ACDC. You know, yeah. my my influences are wide and varied. Um, so um, it's it's really hard to choose a favorite because there's so much fantastic music out there. There really is, and and it they, there was a lot of noise. Um, I guess Spotify just released, you know, to everyone what's the most art you know you've listened to, and yeah. and then there was the the thought of showing how much you you know how little the artist gets for streaming music now, um, yeah. and it's just that unfortunately that's the the downside of having so much availability of music that you can listen to this and it, it basically the artist who puts their heart and soul into it gets hardly anything. And I always feel bad about that because it, you know, you want to reward the people that, you know, produce the art. Ideally. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, and I'm always it's 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 always funny, and because like I remember, this is years ago when we still had cassettes, but um, there was a cassette that a friend of mine really liked and said, "Oh, can you make a copy of it for me?" And I said, "I will buy you a copy if you want, but I I, I don't want to um, just you know burn a copy or burn the CD." Um, because I want them to get paid. And they're like, but it's the Beach Boys, Jesse. <laughs> they make plenty of money. I like, I know, but it's it's the principle. And, yes. Yeah. And, and I think I always go back to, I have a real good friend, the guy that we talked about going to Cleveland, Tom Zoller. He is an artist. And he 
you know, he he does comic books and he does um, ad work and he does um, an online, uh, you know, strip. But I know how much it costs him and how much work he does, not just the creative side, but the um, promotion side and the business side of it and go, how do I get my art in front of other people? How do I get them to see it? And you have the same issue. How do I get my music in front of people? How do I get a chance? You know, how do I convince someone to book me on a show and to get me in front of? And then I got to worry about doing a good enough job so that the audience will come back and go, ooh, we really liked her. Have her on again. Um, You know, the especially it sounds like someone who as outgoing as you are getting on stage is the easy part. It really is. (laughs) It's all the other junk. It's very time consuming. The going yeah. on stage part is is like piece of cake. <laughs> yeah, um, I was I was lucky enough. I I have a brother in law who um, is the leader of a a band called the Night Owls um, in Austin, and they kind of do a seventies, um, um, you know, kind of Al Green original music with a lot of horns and this stuff and. Um, yeah. It's it's a really fun group, the Night Owls. You can search for them and listen. But uh, Ryan talks about being on stage and, and and like as the leader of the band, he figures out, you know, who gets a hotel room and who's going to sleep in the van and who, you know, gets the front seat and who's got to sit in the back and and how many times do we stop for bathroom breaks and all this stuff. And I said, God, Ryan, it sounds like the only time, you know that a lot of people would think stressful is being on stage. And he goes, by far, being on stage is the easiest part of my job, Jesse. It just, you know, that is just, that's yeah. the vacation. And, <laughs> and I can hear that same thing in your voice. But it's, you know, it's the joy. It is, it is. Perry, what should I have asked you that I haven't? Um, that's a good question. I feel like the only thing we haven't talked about is Bruce. Yes. Um, and I was going to ask you the Mary question. Um, so, but I wanted to make sure that we promote, um, you're doing caroling. Do you have anything coming up, uh, where you'll be doing your singer songwriting stuff? Um, I don't have anything booked right now, but I will be booking a tour, um, for April ish, um, for 20, um, and then there might be a show or two happening in Pittsburgh, um, nice. but I will be posting those. So if, if people want to come in and like my Facebook page or Instagram, I will I will post all of my show information there. How far are you planning on touring? Um, well, I have this pesky day job. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it's it's a wonderful day job. Don't get me wrong. I understand. <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, but so that's going to limit me to traveling on the weekend. So okay. I'm, I'm hoping to travel as far as I can, um, with the, the limited resources that I currently have. Yeah. Um, so it'll probably be Northeast, but I'm hoping to get, um, I have a friend in Austin, so I'm hoping to get down there as well, um, to Austin and maybe head to Atlanta, maybe the same weekend. Nice. Yeah, um, I'm in Dallas, so that's only a four-hour drive down to Austin. And so if we know, I will make sure I get to go down there and give you a hug and tell you how much I appreciate you 
um, joining me on the podcast. Yes, um, I love warm hugs. Yes. Um, so you mentioned you've seen Bruce perform once. What What was the show? Um, I don't remember the name of it. He was the he was the Super Bowl halftime. Performer. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah. So, um, what was your thoughts about that? Had you were you kind of casually aware of Bruce? Or, uh, you know, had you any interest in his music? I mean, I've listened to him as he's been on the radio growing up. Yeah. Um, and um, I have friends who are super fans, um, but uh, I never I never got to that level. Yeah. Um, so all of the songs he was playing for the Super Bowl were all of his hits. Yes. So I knew all of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, what really drew me in, though, was that um, he had so much energy, it was impossible not to be excited about it. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, I think that's amazing. I, I, um, I mean, I have a lot of energy when I'm on stage, but it's not the same kind of energy that he, that he was putting forth. It was just like... Amazing. Um, when, um, you know, he'll often do, you know, three, three and a half toward the last tour. He did a couple four hour tours for wow. our shows. And yeah, that's what every musician goes. Really? <laughs> Gosh, how do you do that? Um, but he's, you know, he says it's the audience, the audience that feeds him and they do that. So that's very cool. Um, get that. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the more, the more the audience is into it, the more you're like, yes, I'll sing. Eight Absolutely. more for you. <laughs> Absolutely. It is so true. Um, yeah, so I really would love you um, to uh, – we've connected. When you get a chance to see it on Netflix, the Broadway show, kind of come back from a theater, you know, fan and give me that perspective, I think that would be funny. Yes, absolutely. All right, so I gave you homework, and I hope you did this. <laughs> uh, the song Thunder Road. Um, Thunder. Yes. Um, hopefully you have read it if you've not listened to it. Um, and the question is, I have a friend who's been on the show, Jay Armstrong, and he is an honors English teacher. And they take the, the poem Thunder Road and break it down, comparing it to Robert Frost's The Road Less Traveled. They do all the lyrics. They look at it as poetry. They talk about the different, um, you know, what pictures and, and illusions is he building, what what kind of, you know, what message is he sharing? And then at the end of it, he asks his class, does Mary get in the car? So, Perry, that's your question. Based on your experience listening to Thunder Road, and I hopefully you did it soon, recently, does Mary <laughs> yeah. get in the car? Um, I feel like maybe she does. Okay. Because, I mean, if she spent so much time with losers before, yeah. uh, I mean, maybe she's feeling ballsy that day. I like that. I like I feel, that a lot. I feel like the song is, is more about, like, her taking a chance, so. That is exactly the story he says, is that um, he believes Thunder Road is all about making choices. Um, and that uh, to make a choice, you're leaving something else. 
and it's scary sometimes to make choices. And um, I get about half and half. About half the my listeners say no. I think she's too afraid to pick, get in the car. I think she clings to her fear, and she she can't make that jump. And while others go, absolutely, they do. Now it may not work out for them, but yes, they do that. So I like that. I like that she's ballsy and made the choice. That's good. I like I like to to hope that she clings to her hope instead of her fear. I, I like that a lot. That that sounds good. Um, all right. You mentioned a little bit, but I'm going to give you a chance. Uh, tell us how to reach you on social media. Social media. Um, I am Perry Adams, P-A-R-R-Y-A-D-A-M-S. Um, and uh, so on Instagram, I'm Perry Love. And, and Facebook, I'm also Perry Love. I'm Perry Love on a lot of platforms, so. You could look that up and I'd be right there. Twitter, um, yeah, I saw that's yeah. what you are on Twitter. Yeah. Yes. I tried to keep my, my handle, um, the same across the board. Good. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much on every social media that counts. Um, and even some that don't, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so you can check me out pretty much anywhere. I'm on YouTube. Whatever whatever um, platform is your favorite, I'm there. Um, and, you know, if, if anybody has any questions, feel free to reach out. Please do. All right. It is um, go to kickstarter.com, uh, do a search for Perry Adams Whiskey yes. Aftermath. Um, yes. If you look for Perry Adams or you do Whiskey Aftermath, it'll show up. Please, please um, go there, look at it, watch the video. Um, share it with your friends. If you got a few bucks, uh, kick it her way. I, I really think the album is going to be pretty amazing. So I definitely suggest you pledge um, for at least the digital digital download. Uh, though some of the other stuff she's offering sounds pretty fun. Um, <laughs> you can also go to Amazon uh, Puzzle Piece by Perry Adams. I will have a link of that in the show notes uh, yeah. if you want to uh, check out the EP. Um, and that will, she'll get a whole three cents because we bought it from Amazon, but Hey, three cents is better than nothing. Uh, <laughs> yes. Right. Uh, it also gets the ex exposure. So that is great. <laughs> um, hang tight while I do a little business. If you want to join me on the podcast to tell your musical journey, see, it doesn't have to be Bruce Springsteen. I'm open. Uh, send me an email set less than Bruce at gmail.com. I am on Twitter at Jesse Jackson DFW. Um, I'm, the show is on Twitter at Set Lessing Bruce. You can go to www.setlessingbruce.com, and from that website, you can see our Set Lessing Bruce store, our Patreon page. If you want to kick a buck or two to help support the podcast, we appreciate it. Um, and just, you know, go to iTunes, rate and review us, and tell us what you like about the podcast. And if you don't like it, send it directly to me and tell me what I should be doing better. Um, Perry, good luck on the Kickstarter. I, I am just, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for you. I'm going to, I'm going to retweet this, um, interview multiple times to try to get people aware. And, uh, we, we got to get this thing funded. Thank you so much. And, and really, thank you so much for having me on. It's been a lot of fun. I am glad you did. I, that was, that's my goal. Um, any final thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, if if people can 
share the Kickstarter. That'd be amazing. If you want to just check out my music, also amazing. Um, if you want to reach out and give me a virtual hug, also amazing. Absolutely. Hugs are always good. All right. Well, um, Perry, it has been so lovely talking to you. I have had a blast, and I'm glad you've had a good time. Uh, listeners, go there. Help it out. Kickstarter, Perry Adams. And uh, you guys keep hope alive, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. It's Listing Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Lessing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.